Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about the importance of listening for leaders. So I share why it's an absolute skill that doesn't necessarily come naturally to us. I share the benefits of honing your listening skills and some information that will help you to understand why leaders find listening so tough. And as listening is a skill that can only be learned and refined through social interaction, you can get my eight top tips to help you improve your listening skills, including my wacky but really effective tip that I've been sharing with my clients and in my workshops for years. So listen in and pick one of the top tips and practice it for a week and see if you see the difference. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being, and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed, and have a wider impact on both their personal well-being and that of their teams. And I recently received a review from Mike, who'd joined me for a presentation on a workshop, really, on managing stress and anxiety to improve performance. He said Emma's presentation immediately engaged the Zoom room and was welcoming and took me to a place of calm. It gave me exactly what I needed with easy to use tools and techniques. Combining this with Emma's comments and helpful advice allowed me to give myself a place to settle. Even though I know I should practice more self-compassion, it's easy to lapse into stress and ignore the symptoms and was a really useful short group session and much more than I was expecting from a short workshop. Get in touch if you want to know how I can help you or your organisation too. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So welcome back listeners. And today I'm talking to you about the importance of listening for leaders. Genuine listening is such an important skill for leaders. You know, it helps build confidence, it improves relationships, it can be used for solving problems, ensuring understanding, resolving conflict, and actually improve accuracy. 
So yes, it absolutely is a skill. It doesn't naturally come to all of us easily. You know, when I trained as a therapist and then later as a coach, there's a ton of importance put on listening. You know, it's got its own whole kind of tips and techniques all within itself. It's about listening to hear, listening to understand, and not just hearing the issue or listening to fix. Listening is a critical part of building good relationships, as I've mentioned. When you take the time to listen to somebody, and I mean really, really take the time to listen properly, and I'll explain in a bit more detail what I mean by that soon, it shows that you value that person. So really it's the ultimate form of respect. If you if you look bored or interrupt the person when they're speaking or you know you're kind of looking away from them or showing that you don't really care what that person has to say, what messages do you think you're getting across? I'm going to talk a little bit more about that too. So to become an effective leader, <laughs> you must, just getting to the point here, nice straightforward advice for you, you must close your mouth sometimes and truly listen to your people or your team. Okay, so since I'm already doing tough conversations, I'm going to call out something that might be a little bit tough to hear. Now, I don't want you to switch off because if you keep listening, I am going to be sharing eight sort of top tips with you. You only need to pick one of them. But the tough thing to hear, often, not just with listening, but with all sorts of skills. I work with leaders who are struggling with people skills and the leading side of things. Why? Because often they rise through the ranks of being good at what they do. And don't forget to hear that everybody you know you are still good at what you do this is not a podcast today to beat you up and make you feel rubbish um nobody needs that um so you are good at what you do and it might be organizational stuff it might be strategy finance law teaching whatever but the difficulty is caused because leaders often lack those people leadership skills to be able to listen without becoming defensive or justifying their own actions. And my oh my, have I seen this through my entire career. And even when people have come to me for coaching, saying basically the kind of go, how do I get my team to do, (laughs) right? And I talk to them about this kind of thing. I still get people becoming defensive or justifying their own actions. I also talk about this type of thing on my training on confident conversations and in the workshops that I have about supporting people with emotional baggage. That's one that I do for quite a few sort of law firms and things, particularly when it's in family law and they're dealing with people with divorce or um, marriage breakups and things because they're kind of just offloading all their, you know, stress and angst and concern. That that lawyer is essentially like their counsellor. And it's, you know, as a counsellor or a coach or a therapist, you're trained in how to listen as I've said, um, you know, as a lawyer, you're not. And and I've had people, you know, feeling burnt out, going home, going, oh my God, I can't really deal with this. I don't know what to do. So I share some of the top skills 
around how you can do that in some of that training. So do get in touch with me if you want to know more about that. But for today, I'm going to just be talking about listening. And I want to say to everybody, we don't have to be there to fix. Sometimes we just need to be there to listen. And when we start with that, that can often stop us becoming defensive or justifying our own actions. Because we're going to make decisions as leaders that not everybody's going to like. We're going to be... I've been talking loads at the minute about being ahead of everybody else on the kind of change curve when you're bringing in new things or changing the way that you do things. So you're going to be in a different place to the other people sometimes that you're talking to. So actually, leaders need to learn to listen, to just be empathic with other people's kind of struggles or um, worries and anxiety and acknowledge and embrace that and just become curious about what it is with that person that's causing a problem for them. So conversations like that will build connection. They show that you trust that person enough to give them the time that you are going to listen to them. So that enhances people's well-being. Maybe I forgot to mention how listening is enhancing people's well-being. But that's how it enhances well-being because people feel valued, people feel heard, people feel listened to. You might have heard the phrase of active listening. So active listening is a way of listening and responding to another person so that it builds a mutual understanding. So again, it's not about justifying. It's not about getting defensive. It's just, I think this, you think that. So, But it requires you to focus on the other person with all of your senses. I'm going to expand on that in my tips in a minute. But when someone else is talking, take the time to really hear them. Rather than focus on, you know, what you're going to say, what the justification is or whatever, just listen. So you're listening to understand that other person's point of view before jumping in. That's one of the things that helps build a relationship with them. So active listening is a skill that can really only be learned and refined through social interaction. Oh, what have we been missing through the pandemic? Social interaction, right. But ultimately, it's going to improve your relationship. So this is a great time to start with your active listening and improving your listening skills as a leader. So here are some additional ways to help improve your listening skills. Number one, use eye contact. Really, Emma? Some of these might be so obvious to you, but please keep listening because they are really valid and we do forget to do them. So eye contact builds relationships. It's one of the core aspects of secure attachment. If you have children and you have had your baby in your arms and you're feeding it a bottle or you're playing with it and you look into their eyes, you know, and you pull faces and you make cheery sounds. I'm going to come to that. You pull faces, you make cheery sounds, but looking into their eyes forms a secure attachment. Now, I'm not saying that you then need to start parenting all of your team obviously not but you know you're gonna form those relationships by looking at somebody so instead of kind of you know looking away glancing at your screen looking out the window I've had people in my um, consulting rooms that have kind of sat there and constantly looked at the door and I've been and I just call it out and I go is there somewhere you need to go (laughs) and I know that it's part of a flight flight response as well I'm, I'm really going off on tangents, but 
but eye contact builds relationships and it lets people know that you want to be with them, that you value them, that you want to listen to them. Which leads me to my next point, number two, is give that person your undivided attention. So filter out distractions. If that's turning your phone on to do not disturb, force yourself to listen if you have to. Do things that are going to make sure that you keep bringing your attention back to them. Okay? It's a practice, as I've said. If you find your attention drifting, bring yourself back to them with, you know, um, reconnecting the eye contact. Give them a nod or a mm or a head tilt, uh, you know, so that you're kind of like doing that listening kind of look to them and refocus on what they are saying. And be kind to yourself because, yes, your attention will drift if you haven't been used to doing this. As I've said, it's a skill that can be learned and refined through interaction, okay? Third, don't interrupt. When we are in this fast-paced world of busyness, it can be easy to jump in. And also, it's easy to jump in when we're completely on board with what someone's saying, right? And in total agreement. And so it can be easy to come in with your views too. But please don't. And if you do, stop yourself and say, you know, kind of, oh, sorry, you know, I'm that enthusiastic. Please do continue. I'll just go, you know, yeah, I'm with you. You were saying, okay? Definitely don't interrupt to justify or defend. That can wait till the end if necessary. But sometimes you don't need to defend. You can just be like the kind of, we're going to have to agree to differ type thing. Or thank you for telling me type stuff. Interrupting sends subconscious messages that basically what you're saying is not important. I don't care. I'm not interested. I'm in a rush. I don't have time. I know more than you. All of those kinds of things. Now, with the way that our brains work, if we get those negative subconscious messages just by people's actions and body language, if we get them repeatedly, over time, the messages to our brain naturally transpose these into it being not about the situation, but it's being about the person. So then it is, I'm, you know, from I'm not interested to you're not interesting. Or instead of I know more than you, it's about you know nothing. So then it then goes to, you know, you're not worthy. You don't have anything of value to add and all those sorts of things. You can see how that's going to be really damaging to relationships and, and, and your leadership skills. Okay? Why should I listen to you if you don't listen to me type thing? Why should I do anything you say? I don't agree with it. And it comes up with all that resentment stuff. Okay? Number four. Ask permission to join in. So when you get to the end, you know, would you like to hear what I think? Or did they just want to get it off their chest? Would you like my ideas on this? Shall I share my thoughts on this? Let me help you understand why I did that. Okay? Wait for the pauses as well. You know, I've said about not interrupting and, and, and asking permission. But if you want to add things or you don't understand or you're wanting to get some clarity, please wait for the pause. Because firstly, the person may continue talking and the understanding or further explanation might come through if you just wait and keep doing the listening. Do you get it? Right? 
but wait for the pause if you need to and then do, can I just check, help me understand and tell me more, okay? Now it's okay to give feedback, you know? As they are talking, kind of, you know, you're nodding, you're interested, oh, great, but then stop so that you're not interrupting completely and stopping the flow, okay? So some other kind of statement-y type words, really, are like, wow, really? Oh, gosh, awful. Hmm, heck, things like that. I know that sounds terrible, but they really help the person to know that that shares the empathy bit, that you are listening and they feel heard. So rather than joining in or sharing your stuff, it's just those statement type words or short phrases. Now then, I'm going to share with you now. Oh, I hope this isn't going to get me into trouble. Right. If you like this, please, please do let me know. Right. I'm going to share with you now something that I've been doing for absolutely years. And I inadvertently started it and I've been sharing it with people for years. Do you... This is like my top, top listening skill, okay? I have got a couple more to share with you, but on the kind of give feedback and really show that you're listening. If any of you remember Faulty Towers, so what was happening was that sort of um, Basil Faulty and Manuel were running around and there was absolute chaos and they were giving off and shouting and all sorts of stuff going on. Sybil, the wife, was usually lent on the reception desk of this hotel on the phone. She was always seen on the phone. But whatever she was doing, it was usually just, oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And that was basically all she said. Go and um, YouTube it. Sybil at Faulty Towers or just, oh, I know. The thing is that when my... One of my daughters was very, very young and having a massive difficulty in trying to get into school and uh, uh, it was joyous, not. Um, And I was basically kind of going back to rocking this sort of crying baby type thing that was terrified. And I'm there and I'm rocking and rocking and I'm patting her on the back and I just was, "Mm, mm mm-hmm, there, there, darling, yes, there, there, there. And I ended up realising that I was going, oh, I know, Oh, I know. And then I sort of heard in my sarcastic and um, head that kind of keeps me sane with all the humour that goes on in there. I kind of heard this, what I like to call now my inner Sybil, right, with the oh, I know thing. The thing is that even if people are ranting, it calms them down. That's what it does. It calms them. So they feel heard, they feel listened to, they feel understood. Okay? So what I want you to do is channel your inner Sybil, all right? I really hope you like that idea. If you do, please drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com to let me know, or share the damn podcast on social media and tell other people about my wacky but helpful, hopefully, tips. Please do. Um, but, you know, if, if there's nothing else, if you're finding the situation really, really difficult, if you're kind of there gritting your teeth, you want to roll your eyes and you're like, for goodness sake, you know, what is this person on? right, but I need to listen to him because I need to get him to calm down, channel your inner Sybil, right, oh, I know, oh, I know, mm-hmm, right, really, gosh, oh, dear, okay, because they're being heard, all right, back to the sensible stuff, point number seven is look at what's not being said, 
Now, easier said than done if this person is in front of you, you know, in the office, in the workplace. But look at it can be done on uh, Zoom and um, video type calls. It can also be done on the phone. Keep listening. Um, so, you know, look at what's not being said. So is it body language? Is it shoulders slumping? But, you know, is it somebody looking away? Like I said, somebody looking at the door. Is it facial expression? Are they doing a lack of eye contact? But then also, even just on the phone, is it tone of voice? Is it the pauses? Is it the kind of gulps or the swallowing where they might be getting upset or things like that? There are always clues to how somebody is. And when you've got those clues to how somebody is, then, point eight, the last one, you can summarise. So by the end of that conversation, you know, you know, if your meeting was really, you can say, wow, that meeting sounds really, really challenging because of, and give a summary, you know, I can hear that you're upset about the changes, you know, oh, I can tell. So let me get this right. By the end of the conversation, you felt really awkward because, you know. So you're summarising, but you're not just picking up on what they've said, you're picking up on how they say it and the other things that are there around it. So, in our summary, <laughs> use eye contact, give someone your undivided attention, don't interrupt however much you might want to, ask permission to join in, would you like my thoughts, wait for a pause and then check for understanding or clarity or the summaries that I've just mentioned to you. Okay, give the feedback, make the appropriate small noises to make sure that they are being heard, channel your inner Sybil, as I call it. Maybe I should trademark that. Recognise what's not being said and then you can also summarise for them to get clarity and understanding. I'd really love it if you picked just one of these to practice for a week, a little bit every single day each week with each of the conversations that you have will make a massive difference and then you just keep going and keep going. So let me know how you get on with that because listening is one of the most important skills a leader can have, in my opinion, um, but it's also the basis of many other skills that make up a leader. So do please make sure that you work on improving your listening skills as a priority because it's going to be needed and it's going to be so helpful as we start to bring everybody back into the offices and we start to do much more opening up after COVID because quite honestly, I don't think we've even begun to see the impact of COVID. So your listening skills are going to be very needed. So I'll leave you with that jolly note. <laughs> Have an amazing week. Do let me know how you get on. Please do share, like, review. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.